Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 289, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is made possible by... The Practical Herbalist. Herbalism is easy when you take a practical approach. At The Practical Herbalist, we've got loads of researched, tried-and-true tips and techniques to make herbs part of your daily life. Learn more at thepracticalherbalist.com. Mud Pod Design House. Ideas are great. They're what businesses are made of. If you have an idea and want to make it a business, you need a website. Mudpoddesign.com makes websites for idea people every day. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. I love talking to Leslie. You know, it was very um, kind of like uh, one of the rare herbalists that was like just really doing her own thing down to earth, what she wanted to do. And, you know, like, you know, just that one example of mint, you know, she said, well, I don't like peppermint, but I like chocolate mint. So yeah. she's going to make everything work around that. You know, she's so, yeah, she's so chill and she's so clear about what she wants to do and she doesn't push anybody else to follow. She's just like, I'm doing this. And, and honestly, a lot of things she does are great. They're creative. They're, you know, she formulates beautifully. She's got heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, meeting her, um, you know, she, she, she contacted us for actually for some design work. That's how we initially found yeah. you know, after, yeah. you know, she'd answered one of the many ads that we put on for, for Mud Pod Design House. And, and so she contacted us and we have been doing labels for her. And one of the things that she does uh, for her, even for her labels is talks about being that, you know, that individual is she goes out and she has a couple artists that she, local artists in the area that she actually commissions them to draw or paint the piece that goes on to her um, tea blends and it's really kind of cool because each one is its own thing and it's, it, it, you, know, it's you know, it's unique. Yeah, and, it is. Um, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, what? But as I saw her whole thing, now when you see a whole brand of them, and if you went to the real herb market, you would see all of her tea blends and you'd see all the, the different uh, artwork that has been used on her different yeah. blends. And, you know, and the artwork obviously uh, reflects what's, what the, what the mood or what the title of the, of the product is, you know, so if it's yeah. womanly, there's, there's a woman there. If there's stomach upset, there's a thing that focuses on the stomach. And there's one with a volcano, I remember, I think yeah. that was a stomach one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just, you know, that's, and, Again, that was a little bit different than than so many other uh, herbalists that I've seen with like, their packaging. You know, which is yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with this. It's you know, it's the standard, you know, their logo and their thing, and then what it does. Da, da, da. It's not. This is like this art piece of artwork that's in your cabinet, and then you pull it out, yeah. and then on the back of it, it says, you know, this is what it's for. This is what it does. You know, so it's kind of a a treat when you go to your cabinet to pull out your herbal tea blend because you've oh yeah you've got this little piece of artwork yes. and it's very and they're all bright and colory and and uh, they're 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 very um, in your face cool. yeah yeah even the solace tea one is beautiful I mean it's you know it's for it they're healing the yeah. art the art is as healing as the blends. Oh sure, so, yeah. right, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that was like you know, one of the cool things about her and her approach. Uh, but you know, I, I think you know that's where she is now. It's obviously not where she started, and not how she, you know, yeah. began. And, and you know, we all have that. We all have a story. I mean, we have ours, and you have yours, and you know, she had hers. And and I think you know, she brought up you know perseverance and you know working through those things. I mean, she's had some challenges. Oh, yeah. You know, well, we all okay. Fair enough. We all have challenges, but you know, she has some challenges. I mean, you know, she has, you know, she had a near near death experience. Um, with with her with her kid when she yeah. was you know young and that obviously fomented or, or formed what she was dealing yeah. or how she was moving forward and you know she had a her um, she had a loved one pass and recently so that was another thing so she's had all these things happen I think this really formulated how she was moving forward 
I think that we all have our reasons to get started with herbs and herbalism, and some of us are um, pushed or nudged by family or tradition or community because that's what we grew up with. Or so calling, it's a, yeah. So it's a natural path. Mm-hmm. And then some of us are called, like you said, and, and those of us who are called may be called to move in that direction from a, a personal life experience or you just have that longing and something inside of you keeps calling you and you might have to move through. I mean, we've met many herbalists who grew up in really traditional Western medicine families like KP Kulsa did. Mm-hmm. And something, you know, the calling was there and then he had – a life reason to, you know, physical reasons, health reasons to yeah. f- explore for himself. And it just blossoms from there. Some of us don't have a calling and we didn't grow up with it. And we just find ourselves gazing at the pretty, pretty pages of the books and reading about herbs and herbalism. And that's, you know, legitimate too. We we sit there and, and we sit in our armchairs <laughs> reading our books and Pouring over it, and there's some part of us. I think every single one of us who's do, who does that. There's some part of us that says, "I want to do this, but I don't know how." You know, I don't. I know. I mean, I'm reading how, but like for instance, when I first started using herbalism on a bigger scale, was when we moved to Oregon, and and our son hit his head. Right. You know, and I had been reading about yarrow for deep wounds, and I had learned from Dawn about. Yarrow for deep wounds. And I knew that that you could do this intellectually, but in the moment when there was an actual emergency and there's blood gushing from my kid's head and we didn't have insurance and you were saying, oh my God, we've got to take him to the emergency room. And I'm seeing us financially having some serious problems because of that. Knowing there's Yarrow in that cabinet, taking that step, it took me, it was hard. It was hard well, not to only, choose to do that. Well, yeah, because you know you had to go through that, remembering you had Yarrow. Yes. Figuring it out, what you needed to do. But then you had me going, the freak you talking about Yarrow? Yeah, you were He's like- He's got a puncture wound. You've got 10 minutes you got, to yeah. stop this bleeding. Yeah, I was- That's exactly I was, what you said oh, to yeah, me. <laughs> because, you know, my mind is like, okay, he's got a deep cut yeah. and that's a, those are stitches. Yes, and that's you've had many of those when you were a child. So, so that's what I, you, you know, know, you know, I've had, I've got, I've got the face to, to show it. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. So that was my okay. We're going to, we got to get this done, and 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 I, yeah, I do remember saying, yeah, you got ten minutes to make this work. If yeah. it doesn't stop in ten minutes, we're going. Yeah, yeah. And so and, <laughs> put on the kettle, and I boiled up a small amount of yarrow tea, and. We put it on, and sure enough, in 10 minutes, the bleeding was significantly decreased. And I think within 20, we were down to the point where it was not really bleeding. <clears throat> not only like that. You know, and then the wound ended up closing up over the course of however many more days it was. I don't remember. Yeah. You know, the thing that you had said with Yaro is it's going to do this, and it'll be bar- barely a scar, and I, w- I didn't believe you. No, you didn't. Like, you know, not, you know, and I don't blame you. I, I, mean, I, I, I wanted to believe it, but I needed to see it happen too. Right, because we'd heard even, even you know, yeah. with this, like um, Dawn telling us stories of people that would have road yeah. rash, like you know, like yeah. on a motorcycle. Or bike, yeah, she has a really you know, wonderfully you know, dramatic story yeah, dra- about you know, a using motorcycle accident. And, that, and that's yeah. like just pulling, I don't know how it does it, but just like pulling out, you yeah. know, the, the things. And, you know, the interesting thing that reminded me of in the last – 10, 15 years of, of, uh, of 
since this happened, really. Yeah. Uh, how many times I've seen on shows, on television shows, m- movies, people talking about poultices, uh-huh. people talking about yarrow, people talking about all these things to use for these injuries. Yeah. You know, and they're in are more. You know, a lot of the shows are not like modern, modern, but they're you know. Yeah. In the in the modern zeitgeist, I mean, you know, like Vikings, the Viking show, for instance. Yeah. yeah. You know, or um, uh, Grimm was one where they were using stuff. Yeah. You know, so they're using all these herbs and using these terms, and you know. In 2004, whatever, when this happened, I was like, or five, whatever, like, pull to what? Pull, pull to what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I didn't know. And, and you were like, yeah. and I, and I, I gave you that space against everything that was telling me, get your kid to the emergency room because he's bleeding. Now, okay, head wounds yeah. bleed. Just so you know, people, head wounds, head wounds do bleed. bleed a lot. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter what they are. I mean, a little pinprick and it's bleeding. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I was like, I was freaking out, you know, and, and you know. Oh, yeah. So, Rightly so. I mean, and, and, and you did it. I mean, you you stuck your guns. You did the pulses. Uh, you made this, the bleeding stop. Finn, our son, was, was better for that. And then there's not a scar. Now, granted, he no. was what three or four, so yeah, he was the, like the, four yeah. Years I old. mean, I would have ventured to guess, you know, because of I don't his know. Age, You've you know? got a few scars. I know we're from. The I have a big one under my chin. when I was mm-hmm. five, but to, to again, to give the doctors credit, they had to pull skin together to make that happen. Oh yeah, so yeah. It was no, a thing. It's, it's, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, no, that was, and that was really. I mean, that was honestly, that was really the second time that. Um, herbalism really came into uh, us taking care of Finn. Yeah. But the thing is that when you're reading about the herbs, you read about how they can do all these magnificent things, these dramatic things, like the the head wound for our son in the Yarrow. But it's hard to, in the moment, I mean, you're well, in the middle of an emergency. Honestly, it was... I am still amazed to this day that I thought to use our Yarrow, that 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 and I think it's really the lack of health insurance at the time that made me stop and pause because I knew how big that hospital bill would be, and I just did not want to spend what money we had at the time on a hospital bill if there was a better solution. Right, and it turns out there really was a better solution in that case. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not encouraging people to not go to the hospital when needed. I'm just well, saying again, that. That that lack of funding is what overrode my emergency brain. Well, and 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 here's the thing too is that is that yes, you we could have gone to the doctor. Yes, we went to the emergency room. Yes, they would have taken care. They would have given him four or five stitches. Yeah, he would have had a thing. It would have been this whole deal. You know, it would have cost us probably two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, which would have been you know for us I, at the time we didn't have you know. $2, so I think you know one of the things that I would you know you think about it you know how many centuries how many millennia have we been running around this planet without quote-unquote modern medicine right and being able to fix issues like a puncture wound like an arrow like whatever with herbs and herbalism (laughs) and proper bandaging and cleaning out and and taking care of our body is amazing to heal it now i'm not saying you're not going to have a scar right it's not it's not going to like make it all better pretty but it'll heal it yeah it's not like star trek yeah, uh, they just wave a you little wand a in wand front of you, and, and yeah, it scar goes, gone. <laughs> yeah, that's not the case. No, at all. But I mean, honestly, modern medicine doesn't have that either. So. <laughs> you know, but it, but it's interesting. The next time that we had an emergency, yeah, we were we were cider pressing, and Finn, Finn was four, four and a half, maybe five. Yeah, it was a few months and, later, and we were out and about, and it was a warm day, and it was early fall. Yeah, and the apples are coming in. We went to a friend's. So we never done this before, so we did a yeah. cider pressing, and. uh 
you know, Finn's out there playing and doing stuff with us, and he's the only kid there. And I don't know how it happened, but he got stung like four or five times in a row by bees. Yeah. Which happens when you're sight depressing people. You're going to get bees. Yeah. And he was like, you know, and he was crying and everything. But the first thing that you did, and I mean, I even at the point, it was like, oh, I, I know plantain will work here. Yeah. Something yeah. I knew that. So we, we, you and I were finding plantain because it was there. Yeah. And we were grinding it up in our mouths and we were putting it on his wounds. And, and, and our, the farmers and our, are looking at our us. Hosts like are, yeah, the, yeah, the farmers and our hosts are looking at us like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, no, this is what you do for bee stings. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure you know, enough, a little bit later, a little bit later, there's this, whether it wicked the, the venom out, what it, whatever it did, it, it would just, it did what it does. It did what it does. Yeah. And he was back playing again. Yeah. After you've broken through the first time where you overcome old training and actually reach for the plants for an emergency, the next time it's easier and it becomes easier and easier and easier. Right. It's that getting, and I think you're right. It's like you're getting through that threshold. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to what Leslie was saying is persevering through that, those, those ideas and moving yeah. forward and, and keep going. And, you know, I would say when you're when you're approaching armchair herbalism to becoming an herbalist, you know, get a core four or core five herbs that you want to learn yes, about. And helps. learn, learn about those and what they yeah. can do. And then start branching out to these other things. I mean, you may want to know about ashwagandha because that's what everyone's talking about. Right? right, yeah. But in your daily life, you know, look at what's around your home. Yeah, look at what's close by and you know, what's easy for do you. Do you have to yeah? Do you have dandelion growing anywhere in the house? Do you have wild lettuce growing anywhere in the house? Do you have yarrow growing anywhere in the house? Do you have uh, uh, plantain? Uh, do you have um, what was the other one um, that we have in our house? It's in the back. Um, Calendula. No, well that yeah, that's 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 a good one. But no, it's the the wild ones that are growing up by the trailer. Those tall little bad boys. Uh, they're mucilaginous leaves. The, the golden goldenrod isn't really. No, 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 no. These are the one mullen. I think it's mullen. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, mullen. Yeah, the mullen. Yeah. So there's mullen. I mean, we're just in our little – and these are like you – know, okay, you planted the – The um the, the, calendula the calendula I planted, but, but the mullen and the I The mullen came in and it was like – and it was really big and healthy. So you're like, yeah, let's, I'm taking those leaves. Yeah. You know? And I said thank you. Right? Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. so just around our little plot of the earth, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is just so much herbalism – and available, yeah. Uh, you know, herbal plant yeah. life that can help you. Um, you know, and granted, fresh plants are best, but you know, when it's in the middle of winter, you may not find a fresh plant. But no. yeah, that's why you can dry them and you can do all the things that you, you can buy the herbal blends from people. I mean, if you don't have access to the stuff, there are other people that do and they provide those things and, yes. you, and you can get them. That I mean, is so true. You know, yeah. you can go to, you can go to, you know, their market and, and order tea blends from Sassy Llama or any of the other people, you, whoever you like. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for a specific herb, they might have it for you. I mean, remember, we do have multiple growing uh, zones in our country. And just because you're yeah. in, you know, the middle of the country and it's 40 below out doesn't mean that somebody down in California or Arizona or, or whatever isn't just growing that or has it, you know, and it can yeah. provide it to you. So mm-hmm. we do have that luxury now in our modern society that we didn't have. Back in the day, but back in the day, we did other things like right, like tinctures and vinegars. Oh yeah, you know, all those other things yeah. that you do. But you know, coming back to those five herbs, learning about those five herbs and how you can, you know, use them in mon- many different ways. It kind of reminds me of um, spices in, in Indian Indian cooking. Yeah, You're, you've got one spice and nine flavors. Yep. Yeah, you, you know, you got one herb and you've got multiple ways to use it. Right. Yeah. Just learning those ways. So. Yeah, it's 
it's one of those things that we talk about making friends with the herbs or making friends with the plants. And a lot of times when herbalists who are experienced talk about making friends with them or having herbal allies or herbal friends, Mm -hmm. it's about the fact that, you know, you grow yarrow and you've gotten to know yarrow and you aren't just using yarrow for fevers and head wounds. You start using it, you know, topically like Anna Rosa talked about for acne. Right. You just, you find ways to incorporate that particular plant into your lifestyle and into what you do. You know, you don't, you know, like, like Leslie, she doesn't like peppermint, which, you know, peppermint's a pretty intense digestive herb. Right. Chocolate mint is a lot more gentle, Mm -hmm. but it's still really, really effective. Yeah. So make friends with chocolate mint as she's done and, and use it, you know, all over the place. Find ways to just, be friends with the plant. And the more that you're friends with it, the easier it is to think about it or remember it when a situation arises where that, you know, like, like our situation with the head wound, you know, I was already friends with Yarrow. Right. I'd gone out, I'd found it, I'd used it for a variety of things. I remembered, you know, my mom grew it for a while when I was younger so I was friends with Yarrow, and when the emergency happened, Yarrow pretty much called my attention. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it took some perseverance on my part to get over. You know, I, I, I kept, you know, I was because I was fighting you. I wasn't letting you see how much the doubts were on the edges of my awareness. I, I was worried. I was concerned that this wouldn't work or that I wouldn't, you know, do it right somehow. And I just didn't let you know because. You were too. If you saw even the smallest weakness, I knew you would have just been like, "Whatever, I'm out. We're taking him," mm-hmm. and you would have swept him out of my arms and run off to the hospital. And I wasn't going to let that happen without giving Yarrow a fair chance because Yarrow was a friend, and it worked out in my favor this time. That's <laughs> true. Know? That's true. I have a new bookmark for you to add to your browser: therealherbmarket.com. This is your new go-to for all your herbal products is your one-stop shop you can peruse the many stores from verified herbalists from around the country, allowing you to shop locally if you prefer, or to get an herbal from an herbalist that specializes in products you do not have access to. Visit therealherbmarket.com to shop for your next salve, tincture, or tea, then make sure to bookmark it and come back. See them again at therealherbmarket.com. So I think, you know, I, I ran into somebody the other day that uh, is a stylist um, by, by trade. That's what they mm-hmm. do. And they informed me that they were going to become a uh, master herbalist. And they know that I'm, you know, in the herbal industry, not an herbalist, but you know, in the industry, if you will, because of our, you know, our, our media conglomerate that we have here. You're a home herbalist. You know, and, 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 you know, I was talking to her and I said, well, you know, that, that is, that's a big step to go from where you are right now to a master herbalist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's eight to 10 years, most likely. It's a lofty goal. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, and, and I didn't get to dig deeper with her, but I was wondering, and she said for her, it was a calling. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, and I didn't again have a chance really to talk to her because 20 minutes with a haircut and that was it, was why, what, what, what catalyst formed that yeah. you thought that made you, this was your calling, this is what you wanted to do. And you were willing to go through the, the process to, to do that because it's, it's steep, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, you know, the training uh, and education involved in becoming that, you know, master herbalist is every bit as much as getting a doctorate. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be a master at herbalism, you're looking at people like Phyllis Light. 
and Matthew Wood and Rosemary and Gladstar and Katie Kalsa yeah. and you know all the big names that we know of. I mean, these are what we would we would consider the you know master herbalists. Exactly. I know? mean, and there's a lot of big names that we know of that aren't truly masters yet. Not like yet. you know, like Rosalie de la Forêt. She's well on the road and she's going to become one. Right. She's very good. Yeah. But she doesn't have the experience to be a master yet. Right. And, it takes you know, a lifetime of experience. Yeah, masters. You know? I mean, I'm, I would, thing, da, would Da Vinci have called himself a master when he was in his twenties, thirties, forties, even fifties? I don't think. You know, I, mean, I think if you asked a master herbalist, just as you ask a master martial artist, they mostly they what they will tell you is, yeah. it's a rank, but I'm still learning. I'm constantly oh, yes. learning, and that's really yeah. what makes I think that's what makes a master. Master is you know that you don't you know that you don't know. You just know how much you don't know, yeah. and it's an awful lot. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's the that's the biggest thing. You know, yeah. I, I you know remember when we were going through martial arts, and you know, we were like, oh, when I hit a black belt, it's like I'll know everything. Yeah, and Maybe you don't. No, you get to black belt, and it was like, well, now we can teach you stuff. Now it's just beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's going to get real. Yeah. And but it took what four or five years to get to that point where you can say, now I'm at this point. Yeah. You know, they don't have to teach you all these. The, the basics, basics anymore, yeah, right? Because you you should know those. You've you've graduated. You should know these things, yeah. right? Uh, but then you get out and you're like, oh, I'm in the real world now, and I have to learn all these things. It's yeah. you know, it's, it's it's really the same thing as any any really career. You yeah. go to school, you learn all this stuff. It's all book learning. There's some practical experience and some not. And then you get out in the real world and you're like, oh, fudge, I don't know anything. <laughs> you, you right. <laughs> So anyway, you know enough to know what you don't know, and that's and that's what you start to build from there. But um, you know, I think it's great that people want to continue to do it, and I and I it, I'm happy to see, you know, herbalism and herbs and plant getting. I don't know if it's a resurgence, you know, or a new idea, but it's so interesting, you know, running into people now that that I never would have thought would have considered using plant medicine, and they're like, yeah, yeah let me, what is that? I want to know about it. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with some ladies the other day about Kratom. They had never heard of it. And right. Like, wow, <laughs> yeah. really? Okay, so let's have a discussion. So we did. And, you know, they were, okay, do you have a little sample? And I said, yeah, I can get you something that you that would be good for you. Yeah. You know, and they're excited. But, you know, it's and it's, and it's those types of things, talking about it and talking about it um, openly, you know. Yeah. And, and understanding that, you know, they're not cure-alls. And it's not, oftentimes it's not, like you said, it's not going to be instantaneous, right. you know, recovery. Yeah. It's there's, it's a softer approach, but so, you know, going from that, like, again, going back to that armchair to, to doing it is a, it takes a lot to get out of the armchair because the armchair is comfortable. It does. And one of the good steps that you can take, like Leslie suggested is start with some teas, make a few teas for your cabinet, couple, you know, ones that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about so much. Are you trying to cure the common cold with this tea or prevent heart disease. Don't worry about that level. Just make some teas that you enjoy. And after you've made a tea or two that you enjoy, maybe you've got some chocolate mint, some lemon verbena, and some, I don't know, passion flower in your tea. Enjoy it, sip it, and then think about what, what does mint do for you? What does passion flower do for you? What does lemon verbena do for you? Get to know those plants a little bit. Mm -hmm. Enjoy returning to them regularly. Then the next time you're finished with your holiday supper and your stomach's a little bit full and you're thinking, dang, I should not have eaten so much. Maybe reach for the tea that's got the chocolate mint in it. 
because you've already learned that it's good. Oh, and the lemon of verbena, also good for that. You know, maybe not the passion flower as much that day because you might already be falling asleep due to overeating. You don't need more sedation. But, right. but you know, the lemon verbena and the chocolate will do you well. Maybe add a little bit of something else like some ginger to it, you know, to spice or fire it up a little more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if you've made a few teas and you're used to drinking them and you've taken the time maybe while you're drinking them to read a little bit more about it, learn or think a little bit about the plant, then the next time you feel a discomfort, it'll be easier because it's, it's about building neuro neurological pathways. It's about building the brain structure file system essentially in your brain to remember this stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, so build it by starting with something that's pretty easy, you know, make them a part of your life just, you know, in small ways and take the time while you're enjoying them or using them or working with them to think about what they do mm -hmm. because that'll start building some of those brain waves or those pathways. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so do you have, um, so anyway, if you want to uh, reach out to, to Sassy Lama, you can find her on the realherbmarket.com. She has products there. All right. So we do have a question today or for this show, if you will. Um, and let's see here. All right. Here we go. So this is our um, question. It comes from Valerie. Valerie asks, what is the best way to measure when making a tincture? That is a really good question. That is something that I definitely got caught up in and questioned what I was doing a lot for the first years of medicine making. Yeah. And part of it is because you've got those ratios. Okay. And it makes it confusing. So one to five, you're going to make a tincture of- One part. Let's say chocolate. We're going to make a chocolate and tincture. Okay. And, and, they, and the book says you do a one to five. Okay. So is that- one, one, one is the herb. Five is the menstruum or the the liquid that you're going to put it yeah, in. So in this case, it's an vinegar alcohol. or alcohol. Yeah. Or in this whatever. case, we're going to talk about an alcohol. Okay. But this goes for all forms. Of, okay. Glycerates doesn't yeah, matter. Okay. That, right. Okay. okay. So does that mean it's one to five volume to volume? You know, that was what I kept getting caught up on because I kept thinking they had to be the same measurements. Right, because the liquid is a volume measurement, and, and like your 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 mint's going to be like a bulk measurement, a dry measurement. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. And the best way to do it would be to go with a scale for your dried stuff, like your your mint in this case, or whatever the herb is that you're using, and a volume for your liquid, like the alcohol that you're using. Okay. Uh, when I first got started, I didn't always have access to a scale. It took us a while to actually invest in a decent scale. So I did volume to volume at that point. Okay. Um, as I got better at medicine making, I started doing the uh, mass or weight mm -hmm. of the plant to volume of the liquid. Okay. And that pretty much is the way that we are taught as professional herbalists or as, as herbalists. That's so how we're trained. In this case... One ounce of, of mint and five... One, one gram or 100 grams of mint. Okay. And then... 500... 500 grams of, or 500 milliliters of alcohol. So there's your one to five. Yeah, that's your one to five. 
<clears throat> and I'm using metric because that's really easy to calculate. Very easy, guys. It's yeah. only tens. It's easy. You make money, you can make you can make this. <laughs> yeah. Metric is much, much more easy to calculate. But if you're like where I was at when I was first starting, I had quart jars and I had home tablespoons and cups, cup measures and things like that, but I didn't have a scale. And I didn't necessarily always have measuring cups that measured in metric accurately because metric starts to get kind of precise and home cooking utensils are not as precise. So I used, I calculated using ounces and U.S. standard uh-huh. imperial, I think is what it's called system. Right, imperial system yeah. um, as I've gotten further, I've invested in things like I bought some beakers off of Amazon for, I can't remember, it wasn't very expensive. Right. But that's given me metric volume measurements Mm -hmm. and I've got a scale. I can use the metric grams. So I definitely recommend if you're going to make a lot of tinctures, move in that direction because it's just easier. But if all you're doing is making medicine for home use and you're not planning to sell it and you're not planning, I mean, maybe you'll give it to give some to your friend because, you know, their kids could use it too or whatever. If you're doing that sort of level of medicine making, you don't have to use metric. And you don't really have to use a scale. You can get by with volume. Yeah, you can use measuring cups. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, like it, it goes back to the beginning of our, our podcast, which is getting up off the, the thing. You start somewhere. Start somewhere, and, exactly. And, you know, if, if the, you know it's a one to five and, and you've got measuring cups and stuff, you just pack it in there and get your volume that you need for your mint and then do the same thing with your liquid. Here's the real fun part about this is like in home use and that kind of stuff, it's really not that precise you don't have to be yes you don't have to be dead on accurate yeah you know you don't have to be oh my god this is not going to pass you know uh, the governing body's ordinances on what is in here right it's 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 for home use you can make it stronger if you want you can make it weaker if you want yes there's variability in it exactly yes so you know enjoy the process yes and not as much about getting hung up on the the amounts. Yes, exactly. The one thing that I'm going to say is a little bit different is when you're working with honey. In most recipes, if you're talking about a couple cups worth of honey or less, it's going to be most likely recipe. the recipe will be done written for volume. Mm-hmm. So a cup of honey or a tablespoon of honey or whatever. If, however, you're looking at like mead making, then you're going to be measuring in weight. And depending on who you're buying your honey from, you may be buying it using weight or you might be buying it using volume. Oftentimes, the honey you buy at the grocery store is measured in volume. Not always, but often. Oftentimes, when you go to the farmer's market and you're buying honey directly from an apiist. Apiist, did I say that right? I'm not sure. Beekeeper. Beekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then you're most likely going to be um, buying your honey based on weight, excuse me, weight rather than volume. Use your best common sense as you're working with honeys to measure as makes sense for what you've got. I tend toward, personally, I tend toward weight because now I have a scale and I will often, if I'm going to make, let's say I'm making a syrup, I'll often put the pot on the scale and the scale I have has a nice metal top. So if I need to, I can even put a hot pot if I've already Mm -hmm. warmed things up. Um, let's say I made an, a strong infusion to begin with, and now I've strained it and I put it back in the pot and I'm going to add the honey and just keep it warm enough to get the honey to fully dissolve because I want a really, really thick, strong syrup rather than a 
thin, watery one. Right. So then I might put the pot on the scale and then I might pour the honey directly in and use weight to measure my honey rather than volume just so that I don't have to try to clean out my cup measure. Right. Because I'm kind of a lazy herbalist in that way. But okay. but you don't have to, you know. It's all about practicality and what works for you. Yeah, there it is, practicality. Yeah. All right. So with that. All right. Okay. Put, put a herb on it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.